Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 2018 IF podcast. I'm here with a couple of members of What Is Written Dance Company about to talk about their show, The Art of Conflict. I'll just let them introduce themselves. Hey, so my name is Jean-Pierre and I'm the co-choreographer and co-founder of What Is Written Dance Company. And I am Viviana Rocha and I'm also the co-founder and co-choreographer of uh, What Is Written Dance Company. So basically, uh, you've got the show Art of Conflict. What, what is the show about? Um, this new work is uh, debuting at IAF. It's never been performed before and we're very excited about it. It's called The Art of Conflict and it is basically a montage of conflict then disagreements uh, to all-out war. It exposes humanity at its most vulnerable, beautiful, destructive and ugly. We sort of have incorporated the company's uh, kind of uh, unique urban style. We've got fused contemporary with hip-hop elements uh, and a bit of martial arts. Um, and uh, we have an original score um, and, you know, lighting design, which uh, uh, JP has also done. Um, yeah. So, so that's quite interesting. So, that's what you say about having kind of a range of different styles. Is that just, you know, your own different interest in areas or is that different people involved having different backgrounds? Um, It's a a mixture of both. So some of our dancers have trained or specialised in certain areas um, and have dabbled in others. So we have people who are specialised in ballet or people who specialised in hip-hop or crump or um, martial arts and we bring all of that to the table when we present work because um, it's just different forms of uh, communication and different ways of getting our art form out there and also just having um you know obviously we having we have those styles in the within the company but when we're creating the work uh, we try and use the concept you know what we're trying to say and what style we need to like you know if it's if the section is a bit more aggressive maybe we go for crump uh, we train a little bit and we create the section in that way so we kind of use it to inform how we present the work as well Okay, so Even if it's a style that we don't know, sometimes sometimes we'll just train in it for a bit so that we get the the effect. Yeah. So, okay, so kind of kind of as you kind of as you develop the show, you help gain your understanding yeah. of the different areas as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's kind of so, so I guess it's kind of it's quite a group. The development and devisement of the idea has been quite a group. Is quite a group effort then. Well, it's been uh, mostly led by JP uh, and myself, and he. Um, so we create sort of a concept or a stimulus, and uh, to instigate the movement. Sometimes we'll we'll guide them. Um, sometimes we'll let them create, uh, but ultimately we still kind of mold and shape it so that it gives kind of yeah, the so kind effect of got, that, got that we want. Yeah, so we do let them have their creativity because it's important that they have ownership and it, they're yeah. comfortable, but also... Yeah, um, if, if a decision needs to be made, there's yeah. still somebody got you to... Uh, <laughs> to put the foot down. Bring an end to any arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure there, well, I'm sure that's not many arguments. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's... You said about JP doing the lighting... It's not. No, I'm not. I don't know much about dance. It's not something I'm not much of. But kind of do you, when you go in, what I think is it. How much does like other things like lighting go into when you're creating it? Do um, you do you have thoughts about lighting when you're creating? Was that a late one? Um, yeah. Um, we are blessed to have um, um, 
two people at the head of this company, myself and Viviana, um, which both of us specialize in different areas. Um, so in the inception and creation of the movement, because um, I'm doing the lighting design on the side, but also things are modified within rehearsal. Um, so let's say if it's going to be in a spotlight upstage right, we will modify the choreo that it journeys to that area of space so then they'll be on time for the lighting. So all of this kind of happens simultaneously um, at the same time. And um, the sound score is also very greatly influenced by the con the concept or the idea of each section. Um, it's directly derived from that idea. And, and um, musically, I try and tell a story within itself so that if you just listen, listen to the sound score, it will take you somewhere else. So, so it kind of all comes together, it's not just dance on its own or music on its own. Yeah, it's all one, There's a time one when I think you just, you just you just research and develop and you just make, so I think like movement-wise, music-wise, you know, you kind of just start making and start getting a feel for the piece, but at some point we do start bringing them in so that we're, it's kind of feeding into each other already, so yeah. then also we, when we do put it in a stage or we're not all of a sudden surprised at how it needs to change. Yeah. So it those changes are already have already happened in rehearsal. Ah, oh, it's it kind of kind of the, the finished product when yeah. it's ready to be shown. Exactly, yeah. So is as it, how have you how have you found being involved in IF the festival with this piece? Is this your first time at the festival? Or is uh, no, it's our second time and um, IF is absolutely amazing in terms of bringing the entire community of Kingston together um, and it's, it's giving us a platform to, uh, to share our voice out to the public and it's been amazing to see the public response to, to our work and to our, our social media also um, and word of mouth and um, because we did a little extract a few days ago and um the audience absolutely loved it and then yeah. they said hey will you performing your full piece and then we told them that we're performing on sunday the 15th at 5 30. but also yeah it has been a, a level of it also um where um you know the IF has been we've done we did it last year and this year and it's been the one place where we've been able to do a full production um so as a company we're not new but we're kind of new so it's been a great platform for us to be able to do to you know just try out full productions seeing what that looks like on stage and you know because it's a lot more work than just sort of doing our the regular 30 minutes or 20 minutes um so it's been a really good place to sort of develop that side so that because after this we're, we're taking it abroad and then back to the UK again. So it's been nice to have that now, so yeah. then we don't get somewhere else. And yeah. then we're, you know, again, surprised with the, how much is going on. So it's, I is a good place to let you start off and try out things Absolutely. and develop. Absolutely. I think a few, several groups have said it's a good place to come to be. Is it nice to be that it's not not just one thing, it's not just dance or theatre, it's lots of different disciplines? But um, also that brings um, audience members that maybe wouldn't normally come and see your show 
But um, let's say somebody who really likes music just happened to be in the theatre when we did our extract and came in to watch uh, this thing and enjoy, really enjoyed the music. But then that led them to enjoy the whole show and maybe they now want to go watch the full piece. Yeah. So it's really nice that there's different and multiple, multiple uh, disciplines here because it brings a variety of um, audience members and a variety of art. Yeah, that's very true. It's very nice. I've enjoyed being able to see different things that I wouldn't necessarily go to if it wasn't part of the festival. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, as you've said about that, you are taking it abroad and in the UK after. What, what, now, can you say whereabouts it is that you're going, or is it? Or, or, I don't know if you can remember. Now, was it? We, I, what I can say is that. Um, I guess also from the uh, media campaign that we have been um, offered a commission somewhere in Europe. This is all I'm allowed to say at this moment in time. Early days. We haven't got, we need to sign contract first before I I start releasing information and only get infringed. But um, yes, we've been, talks are happening and they want this piece to go abroad. And um, And it's actually being adapted so that it goes outdoors. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be adapting it for it to go outdoors. And when it comes back to the UK, it will probably be back in the theatre unless we can arrange for something, for both to be happening at the same time somehow. And hopefully we will also be touring as well. So that's the plan for 2000, uh, end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Yeah. So that's, that's nice to know there is a continuation for the show. Yeah, for sure. That's so I guess so. It's, so you've got the future with this show. You've got other shows that you are. You still developing new shows as well at the moment. We've sort of finished. We had a, a show that we had. Uh, it's called Awakening. Um, you find it on our YouTube. There's loads of sort of footage on it. Um, we were touring for about two years. Um, so we started it and we we did it like a small version, then a twenty minute version, then it, again last year we did it at IF for two nights. Um, so that one sold out of capacity yeah (laughs) Yeah. we had like chairs in the front and there was a cane on stage at one point it was it was just brilliant though it was really really cool Um, so that was that sort of kind of finished Um, we did another piece in uh, at the place London which was just a 20 20 minutes 25 minutes it was called The Pursuit of Power Um, but that was just sort of it's just a 25 minute something that we made and then we started making this show for IAF which is completely brand new Sounds good. Thank you very much. Did you want to have a last plug for when the show is on at IF and where they can can look your your information up to speak? So, our show is on Sunday, uh, the 15th of July uh, at 5 30 pm at the Arthur Cultural Theatre in Kingston College. Um, please do follow us on social media uh, on Facebook we are What Is Written Dance Company and if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram it's at what is written 14 um, so yeah we'll have all of our details Wonderful. there <laughs> thank you very much for coming on and helpful girls work with the show thank, thank you very, very much, much for having us I'm now here with Reflection Theatre three members of the Reflection Theatre Company to talk about their show, D, Myself and I. I'll just let them all introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Steph. I'm um, one of the writers, the director, and I play the role of D. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm one of the writers and producers, and I play the role of woman at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> 
the most important role of them all. <laughs> and um, my name is Princess, and I play the role of Fia. Okay, that's good. So, you're here with your show, D, Myself and I. You want to tell us a little bit about the show? Um, yeah, so it's a introduction um, about a young woman who's sort of getting a bit overwhelmed with life and is finding comparisons everywhere, is, is noticing where she, I think, is lacking in life compared to everyone else on the internet, through social media, in her friendship groups, which I think all people, young people go through, I think, around that sort of 16 to 25 age bracket where mm. you're like, I should be doing this, I need to be doing this by the time I'm 18, I need to be doing this by the time I'm 21, I need to be doing this by the time I'm 25. And it becomes hard when you're not, really, yeah. doesn't it? So, um, yeah, so it's looking at mental health and depression and just how to cope with bad days in your everyday life, really, I think. Yeah, and how it can develop. How and sort of inner thought process can become a bad habit in a way, and then that affects your daily mood and daily functioning, and how it can progress from something that everybody feels possibly on a daily or weekly basis to taking over your main emotional mm. outreach and kind of hiding your weight above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you say, and about it being about young, you know, being about young people's yeah. challenges it's good it's quite I think that, I guess that's quite useful to have at a youth arts festival yes, definitely. Yeah. definitely and I think for us with this topic luckily mental health is becoming a bit more accessible a bit more accepted mm-hmm. and we're able to talk about it a bit more and the reason we have sort of multimedia and that we want to show we show snapchat videos we show text messages text messages because social media is such a hold on us at the moment mm. and especially young people yes especially yeah. and I think a lot a lot of young people um go through time in their time in their life looking at their friends or even celebrities who mm. have a glamorous life and mm. and they feel that they haven't got that or they don't look like that or they don't they haven't got money like these people and it, it yeah. does affect a big very very yeah. massive impact on young people's lives Definitely. because Loads of even young as people like from 13, like my nieces and my nephews, they all use social media yeah. and they always like trying to imitate what they see, yeah. even though it's not really what they are actually living. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah. Yeah, it shows the discrepancies, like the disparities between what you say on social media versus what you actually are doing. Yeah. So yeah. Like what you say in text messages to your friends versus what you actually wanted to say. Yeah. And it's those little things like Thea dancing alone in her bedroom going crazy that people identify with because everyone does that when they're on their own. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the kind of thing you all smile at and you think, yeah. And that's what the, the, the negative stuff is too. It's stuff that a lot of people do do and a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. And the earlier you can get in to the out to the younger people to educate on the fact that this is an illness, not just you being crap at life. Yeah, yeah. The better people will become at understanding and accepting. And yeah. 10 years ago, people weren't listening about mental health. Now mm. they are. So this yeah. is the perfect time to talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I don't say it's a lot of mental health. Kind of, did you, what, did you have to help, you know, talk to people about mental health to kind of have a good idea about um, Well, I personally got diagnosed with depression and borderline personality disorder at 19. Yeah. 
Um, I was ill from about, I had massive anxieties, which then internalised and became quite bad illness by the time I was 13. Um, but no one can diagnose you that early because of the hormone effect. Um, but by 19, I was severely depressed. I was dysfunctional for about two, three years. Then it was BPD for a long time. And then it was depression again at 26. So I've just come out of that at 29. So um, it's personal experience. Yeah. And it's not just me that suffered from this. You know, yeah. I know that both Princess Steph and Bobby, they all have their own. It's all personal experience, I would say, yeah. from watching others, interacting yeah. with others. But I wouldn't say we've done lots of research. But no, it's, 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 collective... it has been research on sort of statistics yeah. and yeah. things that are going on to help us why we're writing this play but a lot of it has just been our own experiences and then just picking up things from conversations that we've been yeah. having and picking up things of other mm. people's feelings and I think personally people respond better to things which is related it's more relatable to yeah. them when it's something that the people behind the show have actually been through yeah. Yeah. because it's not really just like oh you know like you look at a book and go mental health yeah. oh yeah. this is how you should yeah. feel well, that's not exactly how someone else may feel. Yeah. And I think with, with reflection, the sort of shows that we're putting out there, we've at the moment we've got shows, The Next Placement and Dee, Myself and I, which are all sort of based around the health and social sector. And yeah. it's things that we've all got a touch with. Um, Bobby isn't here. She was another co-founder of Reflection. Her family is our foster carers. So with The Next Placement, she had that input. We had Jermaine and Ollie in it. Jermaine was also um, in the foster care industry when he was younger. So it's all things that, these issues, things that go on in society in everyday life that I guess in the long run, luckily for us, we've all had an experience and now we can write theatre shows about these kind mm -hmm. of situations. So. Exactly. It's, it's, it's talking about what you know rather than yeah. just getting loads of facts out of a yeah. textbook or something. Yeah, yeah, we can really feel what we're doing and feel this isn't right. How would you say it? How would you... What do we feel? We do like there is quite a lot of swearing in it. We're pulling it back, but because you do naturally when you're with your friend, when you're feeling bad at home, you don't say, "Oh gosh, darn it, I'm in a bad mood." There's a lot of <laughs> colourful words that you use. So we're trying yeah. to pull that back yeah. to get away, obviously, just for that. But it is we we do sort of try and write very authentically. Yes, yeah. authentically. Yeah, the, the way the way people actually talk about. Them. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yesterday somebody said. My mother said there was a lot of <laughs> F words. And F another words. another lady said, yeah, but they were needed. So I think some people understand it. I think they get that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think yeah, it... I said, that might be a generation of things. I know, <laughs> yes. I know, I know, I know my mum is one that is not a big fan of swearing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I know that is some yeah. people allow it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's not be cheeky somewhere, is it? Yeah, it's cheeky. Yeah. We all like an F-bomb every now and again. F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, this is a good time to say this is a this is a youth arts festival. There's, there's stuff for all ages. Yes. Of course, yes. you of know, course. parental advisory, but it's of course for all ages because yes. everybody has bad debts. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> but I was if you're going to see the show, please be yeah. aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad as Gordon Ramsay, though. So, no. You know, that's the level. No. The no. It's, it's, yeah. that's, that's too much. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just to go with that natural feeling. We didn't want to have too much stylism. We didn't mm. want to have too much flowery language because yeah. it takes it takes it away from the real root of the hard issue that we're trying to put yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. um, 
so of course it's not for fancy left right and centre mm-hmm. but it just has that realness and then the raw the sort of climatic moments are quite intense yeah. at the same time mm-hmm. as well and but, yeah, yeah that's the, we just bring a relief with the social media aspects yeah yeah but I think that, so, so it does say in the book suitable for 14 plus so. and there we yes. go <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> it's more the subject yeah, yeah. yeah. if it's going to affect someone in a negative way you don't want them to come and yeah. Yeah. feel bad yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I'd say there's another about it's got a lot of social media mm-hmm. in this in this effect, and it just looks like when I've been following you, you do have been quite good at using social media yeah, to promote it as exactly. well. Exactly, it is. It's a catch twenty two. I think social media, you need it, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, I just want to. When people say I want to break, I want to break off social media. You, detox for social you media. Do, detox. But I think yeah. it's the best way to reach people these days. Yeah. And what's it's both hard and fun is that there's so many new ways now to promote. It's not just a post. There's all these. A, like a different layout mm-hmm. boomerangs and all these different things so yeah. it does make it quite fun yeah definitely. as well to yeah. promote it especially when you, you get likes you need to know you like what I'm doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. please press, the press yeah. that like button <laughs> and, I, and I'm the same as like I feel like I'll come and watch shows. I come and watch shows that I and suddenly this is like the one one bit of the year that everybody seems to be like. It's like yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's nice because it's a collaborative experience in yeah. IAF because you actually get to meet so many other people yes. and watch their work and they watch yours and it's great to get feedback and even just that support because support is so hard to get. Yeah. Even from your very close friends and family, you'll find that people aren't as. Um, not horribly, but in you know it's quite hard to get people in yeah, to the theatre because it it's not as you know it's it's not as current. I'd say a lot of people don't look to the theatre as an mm. entertainment in a yeah, way. Yeah. And actually, these kind of festivals are brilliant to get that out there and get the theatre a little bit more accessible. Yeah, yeah. I think people think theatre is not normal. It's like a it's a thing you do when you dress up and yeah. and you go to the theatre yeah. with you and Clive and and you know. <laughs> You know, yeah, Hugo, you know, Jessica. But you know, I think people just think, oh no, it's a bit too, maybe it's a bit too posh for me, or it's a bit too artsy fartsy for me. But you know, it's nice that there's more stuff now, which are kind of just like everyday stories, you know. And I think that's what's good about theatre more and trying to get more young people. And that's why with ours, we try to have that element of realness so that young people see in theatres it's not all jazz hands and singing and dancing and there's some stuff in there that I could go and watch and that's going to make me have a feeling and I think IAF is such a great place for new companies I mean for yeah. us as Reflection we've been coming to IAF since 2016 yeah. so we we started as a Kingston one of the Kingston greats so coming yeah. off the back of our dissertation and then the following year we worked the whole year on the next placement came back last year and then we managed to win an award so yeah. it's such a great um, place and platform, yeah, for new writers. And, and especially in this, obviously, Edinburgh is a massive dream for everyone. But when stuff like this is on your doorstep, we're all sort of Surrey locals, mm-hmm. London locals. Yeah. New writers and new theatre companies and new everything, I would definitely suggest coming to this, mm-hmm. to IAF. I think it's great. Yeah. I yeah. don't like that it's here that it feels like everybody does support each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah. it, and I think because it is the... 
cause itself young is, is young people I think people want to have yeah. the feedback yeah they, yes now, I know, definitely you know, thing, I've kind of, you know, I have other t- at times I've gone to people and said I really like their show and other times I've been in the bar and they've recognised me from being in the audience and come to me yeah. ask me about it it's, yeah it's no different. it is and it is it's such it's so nice when you do get feedback and when you do get these just genuine compliments and words about your work it really just sort of gratifies that and it makes it like it sort of helps I don't know where I'm trying to go this it just makes what you're doing worth it sort of thing not always the claps and the hundred of followers but like we had on after the opening night we went to the bar and I had a woman coming up to us who said my 13 year old daughter who's dealing with depression saw the saw that and she now wants to see the show Oh, and goodness. it she was like it it was such a great representation and just little things like that so that mm-hmm. makes us like right so that's now giving us that drive to go and push this into schools and that's just from one little audience member giving us that bit of inspiration that now we know mm-hmm. from just part of again the the wonders of I of just being a part of that opening night and yeah. reaching to someone like that that mm-hmm. who would have normally might not have <clears throat> even thought about looking at this show yeah so yeah I, I do think I'm great for that and the promote doing podcasts there's so much stuff out there to really get you motivated yeah, to get yeah, the stuff moving yeah, it's things like this that kind of got a united effort to promote yeah. everything yeah, yeah mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. there's that community sort of spirit isn't it because yeah helping each other but not yeah. sort of expecting the help back you know yeah. that kind of nice yeah. sort of feeling mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's nice to have stuff like this in Kingston because I yeah. think it reminds you from Epsom so yeah. us being Kingston's great just have it mm-hmm. so close yeah that is one that's the same as kind of think when you think about things going you know, around London you always think it's going to be central London yeah. not yeah. on the edge of London yeah. but it's here it's Nice to have it a bit more things a bit more spread out. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so you said about you know, said about people said about it and looking at schools. Do you have anything plans for what you're going after? Um, I think really for that for the next for the team myself next placement is now it's getting into schools. We've done it. For a year, I think maybe two years now, we've done we've worked on next placement. So that's now ready to go for schools. Dee, myself and I we're, we're hoping to do it again in October for Black History Month. Um, so we're looking for a few different places for that. And then next year, hopefully taking this show to Edinburgh. Oh, that's so a big we wanna dog. yeah. <laughs> <really> like, <laughs> Dee, myself and I, it's just sort of starting to get its theatrical leg, I yeah. think. Yes. And I do think people have become they're really interested in it because yeah. also because yes it is a story about mental health but it's not depressing yeah as in i think people think when they think oh it's a show about mental health oh, yeah oh, it's gonna be draining or yeah. it's gonna be like emotion very emotional yeah. and some people can't handle that yeah. and of course it is emotional because it is it is what someone's suffering from yeah. but at the same time it's quite light and funny yeah and so i think it has a lovely balance which is why i think it's getting quite a nice um Nice little following behind it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely getting a nice buzz. It's being received well. Yeah, and it just shows it shows us we're on the right track of showing this illness because before it's sort of a mass of different symptoms and people show their symptoms differently for each thing, and it's helped. It's helped me really start to structure out 
what how I got ill, when I got ill, what those things mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. It's been really important for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm somebody that does not watch mental health stuff. I don't mm-hmm. like it because I find it hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But doing this show has made it so much easier for me to do that now. Mm-hmm. And I do understand the trepidation about a mental health play. And yeah, yeah what you're saying then, because yeah. it is like, oh, do I want to sit through this and get really sad? Yeah. But so we manage to keep it out. Yeah. Sometimes it's on the extreme where they, they set it in an alternative universe and they're trying oh. to deal with it in that so sort of alternative way. Yeah, so I think yeah. we're just literally dealing with it how you feel on a bad day when you're sitting in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just that simple. And I think that's quite. That's quite um, I don't know what the word I was going to say. Yeah, yeah because um, people, I think when they hear the, the words mental health, they assume something like really, really, really extreme. Grand, extreme. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, oh my goodness, they've got all these problems. But then this is just a, it's like a story of someone who's, who's going through something at times yeah. is very difficult. It's not that it's on the extreme um spectrum of that Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean she's not suffering from a mental health illness and that's what people don't realize that you know you probably have a moment where i think nearly everyone has had a moment like this but they've just never necessarily thought that that they've actually got a mental health issue you don't know what people are going through be kind you just don't you see the happiest person and you don't know what they're going through you don't know how they woke up this morning to make them look like the person who you're seeing right yeah. now you don't know what kind of a morning it's so had. true because everyone when you go out you put your mask on yeah, yeah. you know you put this mask on because you don't want everyone to start asking you about oh why why have you, have you been crying have you been this like what's going on mm. you don't want to have that conversation yeah. so i know. think doing this has made me like not that i would but you know you just think those people and you just think gosh you've just never been through anything you're so mm. happy but not everyone is like that no, so that's yeah. sort of i think doing this play has made me have that second thought of well, no, you don't know what they're going through, even no. more so than I did before. Mm, yeah. Because um, before, I'm, I'm not a judgmental person, but everyone gets that, mm-hmm, that <laughs> little, mm-hmm. But yeah. I think now it, this has made me see that you just, you just don't know. Yeah. And life is no hard, especially yeah. nowadays. Things are hard. And I think this story is really important as well because it is a black, about a black girl. Mm-hmm. And um, that, within the, the ethnic minority community in general, yeah. um, mental health isn't really something that we discuss. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I was saying to someone before that I had a few difficult times in my life and, and when I tried to tell my mum about it, she was just like, I'll oh, stop your foolishness, man. Yeah. just like that yeah. and it's either like go go pray or go go do something you know you're being silly go to go eat yeah. something yeah. it's always yeah. like oh nothing's wrong Life with you hard. yeah, yeah. get over it because yeah. maybe because in it's their easy. time they've been through something harder yeah. so they think oh you've got nothing to worry yeah. about and um and a lot of people like when you know people I know have seen the show and um a few of my friends <laughs> who've seen it who are um black as well came up to me afterwards and said you know I've actually been, I've never told anyone, but mm. I'm actually suffering from depression mm. now. And this person in particular who told me, very bold character, mm. very like life and soul of the party, like really funny, like mm. you just would never think mm. that that was, that that was what they were going through in behind the scenes, mm. which is nice of a show like this, that people feel that then after watching it, that they feel comfortable enough to yeah. then say, Thanks for that because yeah. this is what I've gone going through and this has actually That's, helped me to talk about it more. Yeah. This is what has helped us promote it through. Me and Prince have started a company in 2017. Yeah. It's more production and film, but while we've been promoting D, myself, and I through 
um, our other side company, our sister company, our baby yes. company. Yes. Baby company. Um, <laughs> our baby uh, company. Women in Black Productions, because that is to give lead roles to ethnic actresses not playing the gangster's wife or the, you know, immigrant, the, the immigrant Im- or no. whatever, yeah, yeah, so. Or the rude girl on the back of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way I see it, sorry, the way I see it is that we're opening the platform for anyone to play a role that mainly white people would play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we've said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And that's not me being, I just, I just think there's so yeah, many roles right. out there for the white community within yeah. theatre. Yeah. Why not have an option not saying you can't audition mm, because yeah. work is completely ethnically inclusive. I'm yeah. white, they're black, you know. Yeah, but there's yeah. no. It, I just mean, in from my perspective, yeah. is it's just giving people an opportunity to have a voice where no one else gives them it. And I think yeah. what's going to be nice once we, hopefully, the continuation of this play, and once we sort of hand it over, there's a play out there in the world that black girls can pick up and be like. This is just me. This is there's no big story here. There's, there's a play out there that I can go on audition for that's not gonna Yeah. Race isn't gonna determine. And, yeah, and that's the thing, yeah. and that's like, it. Because you know, we every single person, no matter what sex, race, religion yeah. they are, goes through something like yeah. this. Yeah. So it's nice to create things where you feel like there's nothing stopping you from applying yeah. to be in this role. Yeah. Which as an act as an actor I face all the time. Yeah. There's been so many times I've applied for things. I think, oh my god, this person is me. Yeah. And I go down to the bottom. I'm like, okay, she. Oh, she's twenty. She's twenty four. Fine. She lives in London. Fine. <laughs> oh, oh, she's she's Caucasian. Okay. Yeah. But there was no other reason and for her to be. So that's was why like, I stopped sort yeah. of acting and started taking a step in directing more because mm-hmm. I was I couldn't deal with that frustration. So I was like, you know what? Let's direct. Let's, let's just write. Let's write shows instead, yeah. and let's direct shows instead. Yeah. Then for now, so I'm very excited to be acting again. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably oh, lots of played uh, parts that mm-hmm. if you didn't have that bit saying Caucasian in the description, if you just it could be open to yeah. anyone. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I know unless you know if you've got a very specific detail that yeah, you need or if it for it's a family, family and you've the family. Yeah, but as a general rule. Race shouldn't be a determining factor. No. Just like, just like now, sexism and you know, sexual preference. Mm. None of them should be determining factors in no. why you get a job. If the yeah. role is specifically for unless it's a role about race, race. yes, yeah. but it's yeah. about it, the it shouldn't matter. Yeah. 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 yeah, and each time you bring in someone new, say we got somebody from <clears throat> the Indian culture, yeah. we would then bring in the effects of what it's like to be an Indian woman or man yeah. suffering yeah. from depression because everyone has their cultural. Um, way of talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, years before or years back, years, years ago, people still had depression and just called it something like melancholy mm-hmm. or hysteria. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these yeah. descriptions throughout the years, there's always been descriptions for these illnesses, but now we use diagnosis, yeah. and that's what scares people, I think, in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Thank you very much. Did you want to have a last? Uh, Oh, little bit together. Bring it together. Where the show is and where they can look up your information oh, afterwards. Yeah, okay, if they... so hi guys, we're Reflection. We are performing tonight at the Arthur Cottrell Theatre at Kingston College at 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 seven thirty <laughs> p.m. Please come and see us and. Share the evening with us and share these moments with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my name is Steph. My name is Rosie. 
My name's Prince. And Bobby isn't here, but Bobby is here with us. She's playing the role of Vanessa, who is Thea's best friend, and who also, I think, friends are so important in life. Always talk to your friends. If you've got that, if you've got one person who you think you can trust, reach out to them. Yeah, talk that's to them. Definitely. It's a definite. And come and talk to us tonight after the show that you're oh, going to come and see. And follow social media as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Social media. Reflection Theatre is um, on Twitter. At Reflection TC, yeah, mm-hmm. and the same for, in, um, same for Reflection Theatre TC on Twitter, Reflection Theatre T Reflection uh, Reflection TC on Twitter and on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Facebook Reflection Theatre, and also Women in Black Pro for Instagram for our little side project to see what we're doing there as yes. well. And thank you, yeah, we've been great. so excited all week. We've been listening to all of them. Oh, yeah, we loved it. Yeah, because we were like, oh, this is so exciting to have that. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things I thought, it's never been done before. I thought, give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really nice idea. I think it's a good idea. idea. Yeah. But I think I kind of like all the people that have come and well, really have got behind it. Yeah, yeah. I love podcasts. Same. Yeah. I love and it's got you I interested. I listen to them on the train. Yeah. It's got us interested in so many of the other shows that have been going on yeah. and hearing yeah, talking about their process and everything. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. Come and see the show. Yeah. Oh, should we do a little boomerang? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now I am here with Andon Theatre. Two creators are let introduce themselves. So my name's Josh. And I'm Ray. And that's it. That's all there is to it. Just yeah. the two of us. There you go. It's nice and simple. There you yeah, go. Guys. So, so you are here with your show Bits and Box, which I know you did a few years ago. We did. In fact, uh, it's, it's exactly today. It's exactly five years to the day since we first ever performed the full version of this show um, in the very same studio that we're performing in today. So that's yeah. quite a nice little anniversary for us. Yeah. So we started creating this show nearly six years ago, uh, but five years to the to, to the day since we did it. Um, for the very first time in, in its entirety. So, yeah. I don't know if it's been a few years, but I didn't realise it was to the day. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Nice yeah. full cycle there. Yeah, I didn't even realise until I sort of checked the dates of, of, of you know, old IAF brochures getting it out of the, you know, out of the memory box, if you will. And I had looked and I was like, oh, we were the, we were the 14th of July last time as well, which is, yeah, so it's really yeah, nice to, to so notice nice. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so first thing is, how would you describe the show? Because I've always tried to say it's two men playing with a box, which makes yeah. it sound really dull, but it's, somehow it works. Do you know, I completely agree with you, Yeah, yeah. Go on, Ray, you take that one. Um, okay, so I suppose it's a, it's a nostalgic piece, I suppose, performance uh, about, yeah, two guys that do a lot of playing with a very large cardboard box. Uh, but mostly it's about imagination is about what you can do with your imagination um young and old yeah so so way back when when we were developing this show um, it really started from that very simple drama game of this is not a box this is a uh, and we spent i think we must have spent like a full day just working out what a, what a box could possibly be that wasn't a box okay. uh, and that kind of then birthed the show and we ended up playing around so it's kind of on the one hand a series of sketches little you know mini episodes of, of, of just play uh with kind of a, a narrative which which kind of threads everything together so. and the tagline is imagine a box imagine a possibility so it was kind of there you go that's that's yeah. really frozen yeah. without it yeah. or you can imagine what you can do with it yeah. um, and if you can't imagine complete the show exactly exactly 
Well, I know that one. I know. I remember seeing it when you was here. Yeah. And it, you've got lots of things, but kind of just you do easily just go from one to another without seemingly pausing in between. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a relentless show. We, <laughs> we just did our um, dress rehearsal, so the first kind of um, we had to sort of re-rehearse it a bit over the last few weeks. But the first kind of run we've done in a while. It's uh, it's very sweaty. I mean, yeah, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's a, just a lot of jumping around, throwing yourselves on the floor, and all sorts of things. Uh, but yeah, but one thing we did have to spend quite a lot of time on when we made it originally was was the transition, because there's nothing worse than kind of just stop for a minute, just avert your gaze, so we can just change the box into something else and start again. So, and it, and, and I think it, it's a comment on what children do with, when their imaginations go is they flip between bits and pieces but also a lot we hope allows the audience to get really invested in it that, that we're not going to stop uh, break that kind of illusion if you like um, or that, that imagine the worlds we're creating we're not going to stop that so you either come with us on the journey or maybe you just watch it in a different sort of slightly different perspective but that's the the whole keep it let's get you in deeper and deeper and let's yeah. not go let's stop going yeah oh good was it an easy when you I don't know how much you remember was it an easy thing to develop the idea into the show or to some to some degree it was because this was the show that that started our theatre company Anton Theatre it was the first thing we'd ever created together and at that point we had actually no intentions of of creating any further work or touring it or doing anything we were just kind of wanted to create something together both being from a creative background um, and because we are we're cousins so there's a kind of a family connection. We had, you know, years and years of, of, of memories and anecdotes and stories. So we had this notion of wanting to muck around with a box and keeping things simple. And we had these, you know, dozens and dozens of stories and, and, and funny things that we could play around with. So it was quite easy for us to, to generate material. The, the trick then was, how can we make this not a, a massive pile of private jokes and actually something that, that works, you yeah. know, to an audience who don't know us. So that the, the difficult bit wasn't making up the material, it was crafting it into something that could, that could work. Publicly. outside of you exactly. and some of those and some of those jokes that you you then learn as well that are actually uh, with just little tweaks people kind of have those kind of in jokes themselves yeah. um, but for us what's nice is that there is a nice family story like things have stemmed from things that have actually happened so it, for us it's invested uh, like his history into it as well that people wouldn't necessarily yeah. always know but gives us a big attachment to the show itself yeah. which is probably why again it's it's going back round, it's come back to IAF, which is really nice. And then, yes. Yeah, and when, when IAF asked this year if we wanted to come back with, with, with a piece of work, um, this was the first thought. We were like, it's got to be this one. Uh, it's the first show we did. It'd be nice to, to, to bring it back at 10 years, 10 years of IAF later. Uh, so, yeah, it was the perfect choice, really. Yeah. And, uh, you have, you, I know that you have thought, you know, as well as this, you did other shows. How did you find uh, then and now coming back to IAF was it an enjoyable experience or? yeah I mean after we did it the first time again not really knowing what to expect or know what to the, do yeah the first one was it was a blank canvas we didn't know what to expect from the festival but we also didn't know how it would be perceived the show yeah. again it could have been that whole you know private joke yeah. matter but uh, the whole thing was it was such a good experience uh, and it was yeah, a bit of a whirlwind because I think we had we had three dates in the studio um, and then 
um, we then found out that we'd been asked, like, we'd been awarded the best of the fest award, which was amazing. And wow. then um, I remember yeah, for our first show, like not even just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. our first show, the first showing of our show, the first like, full version of it. And then and then they came up to us and said, it, would it be possible because some people didn't get a chance to see it to schedule a bonus performance? And we were like, what? What's going on? Yeah, this like, is mad. Well, yeah, literally for um, us. And it kind of, I suppose, inspired us to carry on creating work, um, yeah. and of course, then want to come back, come back to IAF all those years, you know, years later. We, we were just talking now, and we worked out that over the, the ten years of IAF, we've had an event for, for five out of those ten years, which has been quite a nice, yeah. nice thing to say that we've that we've continued yeah. To, yeah. to to bring work back, and because it's just a really nice atmosphere yeah. to be a part of. So. Yeah, greatly supported by IAF, but also greatly supported by Creative Youth as well. So we built up that relationship over time from the first showing and they've really helped to push us on to other shows as well um i suppose uh if the second one was always our most difficult because again caught us off guard with bits and box we came back with game and it was was like the difficult second album and we're like we we don't really have a um a style yet because we hadn't developed we hadn't got to that point and so we went you know we went it's probably as far away as you could go from yeah. bits and box to something very different, um, which I think I, to this day I think it was it was a good thing for us to do. Definitely. So we didn't, you know, get yeah. put in a box, if you yeah. will. Um, but oh, nicely, uh, nicely done. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't know what people were expecting us to return with. No. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a, a nice thing to have come back with something different, even though we found it a challenge. For sure. yeah, but, yeah. But I think I know I saw, I saw that game and I thought it's nice to see. You know, even though no, you did the same people, it was so different, but still very enjoyable to watch. Oh, I found yeah, yeah. it was enjoyable to do. Oh yeah, it was great. Fun. Oh, it was a great yeah. fun. We yeah. really enjoyed it. It was yeah. quite intense. The show, it was fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. performance, but it was good. Yes, and one other thing that another thing in your fourth year you did a scratch night thing for letting other people do little short trial bits of their own shows. How did it feel to go from organising yourselves performing to sorting out for other people to perform? Did you find it a challenge or kind of? No, we, we, we I enjoyed that process actually because it was something that where we were still sort of. Um, on and off touring um, our second sort of children's show, um, Fairly Tales, which we did the third year where we came here to IAF. Um, so we were still doing bits. So we didn't have any new work to bring to IAF, but we still wanted, very much wanted to be involved. Um, and so the thought was, okay, well, how about we get some other emerging theatre companies or artists or whatever it might be um, who've got something that they'd like to showcase, uh, even if it's not completed yet. Um, and, and, and put together a scratch night. So we've been part of scratch nights before. We scratched bits and box for the first time at the Battersea Arts Centre, and we find those those kind of experiences so useful uh, that we wanted to kind of offer that opportunity in the local area. So we found uh, four um, young artists um, who had never really had the opportunity to, to, to put on anything before. Uh, we had some kind of performance arts, new writing, uh, some sketch comedy, uh, and some... Uh, so a one-woman sure, show, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, and those four, um, I, I believe, um, three, of, three, of, three of the four that we've kept in contact with have de- gone on to develop that work into full shows. Uh, one of them is the Bad Clowns, who are, who are back again this year with their show Hostage, yeah. and they're going up to the Fringe again for the second time. So it was great to be part of them when they were still sort of uh, still yeah. early days with them yeah. starting out so yeah things like that were, were, were really useful and by that time not saying that we were 
pros by a long shot, but we'd then done, that was fourth year of IAF for us yeah. uh, being involved. So we could, we felt like although we didn't have a new show to bring, we could still bring support and we could yeah. still, you know, help others to develop and uh, build that relationship and network and carry on that, that nice um, IAF positive vibe of helping each yeah. other out. And, yeah. you know, we didn't necessarily perform, but we were really, you know, that mm. we still felt very yeah, much yeah, a part yeah. of it. So yeah. it was a nice part. Yeah. Cause I felt like a lot of the people that have come onto the, this podcast I've said it does feel like a community here the performers yeah for sure I think because there is so much different stuff it's not just pure theatre there's dance and music stuff there's a lot and circus and creatives and like you know sculpture and all sorts of yeah it's wonderful it's really nice to to, to be just be immersed in it Um, and to have that um, in I don't live around here anymore, but this was my hometown. And to have that kind of fringy vibe in, you know, mm. 10 minutes walk from your front yeah. door uh, and not having to travel, you know, to the heights of Scotland to, yeah. to be able to yeah, get yeah, that kind of atmosphere yeah. or to all the way down to Brighton or whatever it might be, yes. to be able to have that here was, yes. was brilliant. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Good to have it, something kind of not just happen to go go too far. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess, as I know that, let's talk about most of yourselves. Did you... Well, actually, as you have, I haven't really mentioned fairly tales. Did you want to say anything about that before? No, uh, we've done all the other shows. Well, we know, yeah. Uh, yeah, fairly tales was, was really good fun. That was one uh, that off the back of Bits and Box, which again, when we were making it, was not a, a show that was necessarily a family show. No. no. And it just kind of grew, grew and changed. And actually, yeah. we made quite a lot of changes from the first time we did it at IF here yeah. in 2013. We made some adjustments, made it a little bit more family friendly, and it worked out really, really well. We ended up doing schools tours and doing it and, and pitching it as a family family show, you know. So off the back of that, we were then asked to develop um, a, a new show for children for Key Stage One and Two that kind of fit in more with the curriculum. So that was a really fun process. We did it here. Um, we did it with the Festival of Stories, which I think Creative Youth are kind of, were kind of involved with in funding, and then again for IAF um, that year. Uh, so it was two opportunities to do it here at the Rose. Um, and we also developed some of the show with um, Lucy Arnaud, who does the art, who has done some artwork for Aya. Yeah, so we, it was a connection we built up. So again, it was very much in yeah. That. So Lucy designed the the brochure for Aya, I think three four years ago. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. where it was. And she did she did all the artwork, and we got her involved because that that Fairy Tales was about. Um, device to mix with live illustration yeah. and we're not illustrators so we got her in as part of our rehearsal process and she basically gave us you know drawing lessons yeah, yeah, yeah. so that we could kind of still find, use them lessons. still use those lessons so that was I'm a really nice way of, of collaborating with other artists yeah, as you yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier and, and that really that relationship was formed off the back of this festival so yeah. it was lovely and do you think it's good you know as we say a lot of your bits have been for children do you think this is a good festival good for children I see, as well as for children yeah. as yeah. well as yeah, you know having the young people performing as well yeah and yeah. you know what's nice to see flicking through the IF brochure um, that the children and family section is nearly as big as the theatre section which yeah. in any yeah. other yeah. festival yeah. just isn't the case yeah. it's yeah. almost like a little bit that's tacked on yeah. the end and te- a lot of it tends to be the commercial stuff that you get in town anyway yeah. um, so to have you know up and coming devised theatre work for, for children that that competes with the with the theatre section of the program is always really nice to see. Yeah. So, is, do you have any other plans post IF for either bits and books or anything else lined up? Was it? Well, you never know. I mean, I, I, it was nice to bring to bring bits and box out again. Uh, lovely, but uh, it's not something that we've. I mean, we haven't done it in nearly three years, and um, so this really is a one-off for that one. Uh, so. Uh, the, no, nothing really to report at the moment. Uh, no, we, we never say never, and we don't know what the future is going to bring in terms of 
shows. But we're definitely still staying creative. There's lots that we're still oh, both yeah. doing that's yeah. in the kind of the arts field and, and, and bits and pieces like that. So if it comes back again and we develop a show, yeah, definitely. And if someone wants one of the past shows, I'm sure we'll consider it. I mean, it didn't take long to consider this one. It was no. kind of like, yes, yes, we'll do that. Let's yeah. just do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, nothing at the moment, but who knows. So do you want to last plug of what times your show is and where they can look you up? Yes, that's absolutely. Right. So that's Bits and Box in the Rose Studio at 5pm today, Saturday, the 14th of July. Be there. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming Thanks, on. No trouble. Thank you. Thank you.